You're listening to the Horses, Hats, and Bourbon podcast with Claudia Coffey. On this week's episode of the podcast, I catch up with Christine A. Moore. She is a New York-based hat designer and milliner. It's Belmont week, so of course it's super fitting that I catch up with Christine just to ask her what style she's seeing at this weekend's Belmont, all of Belmont week, uh, what she's been designing. We also talk a lot about her background, what brought her to kind of being a sought-after designer for the Kentucky Derby, and also some ideas on where you can catch up with her next. Uh, well, first of yeah. all, it was so great to wear one of your hats in the Kentucky Derby Museum hat show. That was awesome. Thank oh, that's so great. Much. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I don't think we met, though, did we? I don't think we met in person. It was such a hectic day, and people were so excited to yeah. actually to, to be yeah. at an event. And um, uh, it, it was so great to wear you know, all the hats were gorgeous, right? But I just feel like you all pour so much time throughout the year. It's your craft, it's your art. Yeah. It must have been just really nice to see everything on the runway at that event. Yeah, it really, it really was. I mean, it was so nice to um, to know that uh, that Derby was going to race with fans, and that I knew that once that happened, like every a lot more things where people would have more confidence. Yeah. to uh, to go out to events and that the events would be have more confidence. I really think they were looking towards the Kentucky Derby to see how it went. Yeah. So um, and so, you know, when um, the when the Kentucky Derby Museum asked me to be one of their featured and to involve me in this and and they said, you know what, we don't know what's going to happen. It's so quick. And I was like, do it. I'm all about like, why wait for next year? Just do it now. Just do it, you know, because it's like, what's the worst case scenario? You know, it's like you fail, but you pick yourself up again. You know what I mean? So I was like, let's. And that's always been my philosophy with these things. It's just like no time like the present, because then, you know, you have to go on a trip to know a trip. You know, right. So, yeah. So you might as well just get started. But I was at Breeders' Cup because I'm their official hat designer. So it's it. I was there in November mm-hmm. and I could see already. Like if you could go to something, you're, you're like, this was so exciting and like no one's holding you back, you know? So it was and like- I feel like more than ever too, I feel like we want this reason to get dressed up. Uh, we yeah. want this reason. And that means not just wearing a hat to the Kentucky Derby. It means wearing a hat to the races just because or wearing the hat to the market just because. Are you feeling that too? Like I'm just noticing and following you uh, on social media, I'm seeing all those styles throughout the year and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And maybe I wasn't open to the styles throughout the year. Like it just elevates. And I think we want to dress up now, right? We want to pop it off like that. Yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting to see how, uh, what sustained us other than like masks and a few, a few weddings here and there, or some sort of like little private event was our casual collection, which is my passion. It's how I started. And then, and then I met people in racing that, you know, or I, I got, I, um, met somebody who a store in Louisville it wasn't Rhodes. It was someone else, but, um, that I started with, that's not, not around anymore, but, you know, she introduced me to racing and then, then um, the marketing, uh, actually the marketing team at the time, uh, in, in 2009, 
uh, just loved my work and they said, will you help us build racing, build this, the Derby and like elevate the level of um, fashion. And I was like, oh yeah, I love this. And then from that other racetracks noticed what I was doing and kind of, it kind of just like rolled on. But, um, but where was I going? <laughs> Your casual collection, is okay. what, and so I did not know that about you. Your casual collection kind of was your base and your start. And then, and yeah, then. So, so then, um, yeah, so then when I, so then I, I was struggling with uh, price on, on, um, on the casual things when I started, because it was like, I was, it's more like advertising dollars will get you the sales and I, I didn't have it. So once I got into racing and then I got no, uh, I got the um, notoriety for, for these big, you know, explosive or, you know, just really finely made elegant because elegance always sells, you know, um, once I got known for that, then I, you know, I could work on my, once people knew me, I could work on the whole, the whole breadth of what I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I could go back to casual hats, but it was still like, we were slowly building the casual and back up from like the fall hats at Keeneland and, and building that up to, to be amazing. And just like, and, you know, just the fall hat, I mean, those casual hats in general. And then all of a sudden the pandemic happened and people were like, I'm casual. And I, but I still want a little bit I want to do, a, I want a little more. And they were, you know, whether, you know, some people gained weight and it was easier. It's always easier to find a hat that fits, you know, <laughs> yeah. but so then all of a sudden that became the focus and it really sustained us through, was a through line mm-hmm. through um, the pandemic. And, and, you know, there were, there were hat lovers that maybe they bought one hat a year, but that during the pandemic, they decided to buy just to support us. They would buy you know, maybe five or six or some people bought 10 hats just to keep us going, just as like angels, like so many retailers have store and designers have stories like that, where there were just like, you know, these people who just love the work and want to see us sustain would just like support us. It's amazing, you know, that, that to have these little angels, but it wasn't just my story. It was everyone's talking about these little angels. Yeah. You, you mentioned your, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go. No. I, I'm curious, like, is this, you started with the casual hats. Then how how did you start? Period. How did you always know in your heart this is what you wanted to do, or did it just happen? Um, probably not. Unlike you as a journalist, <laughs> you know, it was like it just was something that you had to do. Like you have to ask questions and find out, right? Yeah. Well, I have to. You know, it's the same thing. Like I have to create, and it was, and I realized. Uh, I studied costume design and in, uh, and when I love building started in sets and then props and then oh, it found wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I realized that I wasn't really good with, um, you know, spatially. So I should go into, into <laughs> costumes. You need to adjust a little bit. Adjust. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's but crazy. But I loved, and then when I was, I went to, I went to art school after um, studying costume design because you have to render. And I realized I, I can render, but I don't love it. I love sculpture. And then I'm when I my first professional job as a assistant costume designer, I met a milliner and I realized that's like the art and the sculpture all in one. 
made hats for theater, uh, eventually, you know, re regional theater like the Louis, um, Actors Theater of Louisville, although I, I didn't work there, but that's the kind of theaters that I was working at. And then, and then I came to New York and worked in a um, Rodney Gordon Millinery, which is a uh, millinery company for Broadway shows, you know, and so then that's when I really- Then did you realize, whoa, this is big time now. Now, wait a minute. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I realized that um, I realized that I did. Well, I didn't want to compete with my mentor because I, not you know, I didn't. I respected him too much to try to, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I'd be you know. So um, I decided to go into fashion. Didn't know anything about it. Just started selling hats on the side to stores, and then I, and then it it just it took off, and then I I stopped, and I realized that I also. You know, I could go back to regional theater, but I realized I wasn't a collaborative design. I wasn't a, I didn't like collaborative art. It's not like, I, it's not that I don't like collaborating. It's just that I'm not, I don't like collaborative art where you've got, you know, a director, or you've got you know, all those say-sos that could change. That's a lot of people in your space, in your creativity. A lot, exactly. That's exactly it. So then it's like, now it's like the store, you know, it's the store of the stylist and the customer and myself if for the, you know, for the special orders and, and, you know, I, and then for my collection, I often refer to my staff or how I, you know, ask my staff because they're all, they all have masters in design themselves, you know? So I just, um, uh, um, they have masters. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to say that to them more, but you know, it, then, so I do use, other people I'm not an island in any way but but it's like there is that I can I have a body of work that is clearly mine that is rolling on and that's that's what I what I came to realize that I enjoyed about about fashion and about uh vi the visual arts so. and and derby was just beautiful I felt like I've never seen so many hats right like it, it seemed like it was to me uh more than ever, right? There's just an explosion of hats everywhere. I saw probably more than I ever have at Preakness during some of the, the coverage. Yeah. And so I'm curious what you're seeing for Belmont. Okay, I, uh, back to Derby uh, with the 51,000, I think it was that yeah. I have to say, I, I, I was blown over at the amount of hats that were mine. See? And I stopped people, stopping people and they're saying, oh, you know, let's, you know, I like to take uh, photographs with as many people or not with me, but just as many people to show the world what is going on at different racetracks, right? Yeah. What is happening at Derby. And I, I, I could barely get through one area because of so many people wearing my hats. It was just. Isn't that a compliment though? I mean, that's such a compliment that they want to wear, yeah. uh, wear your hats. That's it's and, enormous. And some of, some people bought new hats. But so, some people were, you know, shared their hats and some people re-wore one. So it just happened to be the, the perfect, kind of the perfect, um, all the perfect elements to be like a, just a bouquet of cam hats, you know? Mm -hmm. But I agree that everyone, no one missed a step at Derby. And I think it was the lesson learned that you, that you, you may not get a Derby, so, <laughs> you know? Are yeah. you still seeing things on social media of, of people wearing your hats, like going through and realizing, oh, that's, here's another one. Here's another one. I'm seeing like still kind of the after effects of, yes. of all the people in the pictures and um, it's a yeah. lot. And then that's the one thing I like about uh, posting afterwards is that you, 
everyone, uh, you, especially now you want to remember the great time you had, you know, and, and I think it's like great. Cause it's like a remembrance of like, once it may be a month from now, I post somebody's picture or I see somebody posted a picture of Derby. And it's so charming to me because it's like, it's like making those memories live on. And I always say like the best souvenir from the races, other than a really good winning ticket <laughs> is a hat. And every time you pull out that hat, you remember, or you even think about that hat or see a picture, you remember what a wonderful day you had, you know? I mean, people smile when they're in hats. They do. Absolutely. They do. So I, I found that Preakness was, I, we, for the first time in a long time, we weren't set up there. We're usually there in the, in the infield, not in the, not in the mudslide side, but in the, in the pretty picket fence side, um, uh, the um, corporate village where a lot of the tents and the Stronic tent is. And then we're also in the entrance of the clubhouse. And um, so we weren't there because of the restrictions of Mar in, in Maryland, but I thought that there was a lot of good fashion and, you know, I'm sure that there was a lot of not good fashion in between because it's just the nature of, of Preakness. But it was nice that, that a lot of people enjoyed the day and posted, like, you know, that they were doing Preakness the way Preakness should be done. Absolutely. You know? And what about the Belmont? So the Belmont, I think the Belmont's going to be amazing, actually. I think it's going to be like New York um, strong. And I think it's gonna be very, uh, um, I think it's gonna be very chic and it's it's gonna be more people are gonna dress there because there's again, less of a crowd. I think that there, it, the New Yorkers have been really very restricted um, longer. It feels like longer because it was the epicenter of the coronavirus in the United States in the beginning and it was so bad and we were under such um restrictions for so long and uh i i, I think it's um it's really going to be an explosion of happiness and celebration plus plus they you know they they're um they uh what do you say reconstructed belmont um or okay. they built they they built on to the, the islander stadium and made some changes so i think too, that people will be excited to go and and see what's going on at Belmont and you know so just even the changes yeah. so I think it's gonna be great I think it's going to be a fashion story I think it's gonna be it's gonna be I um I think it's gonna be colorful and that's not saying something because usually it's like black or red white um red very solid colors at belmont very like new yorkers do like they you know i think it's going to be to more of a uniform color yeah yeah so yeah and more clean, it's yes yeah more classic and, and so you think more pops of color this year i think so i think huh. so i think we'll see like a little bit more easygoing maybe uh i think we'll see more prints just because there's more prints out there also. There is a dress shortage for sure. So if you see it, buy it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and so I think that too is like, um, there's gonna be more, um, yeah, just more, I think more floral too. Hmm. I think people beautiful. are ready, ready to celebrate. And it's always like, it ha it's just a smaller, you know, I say you go start at, at 
the Kentucky Derby and you move up the coast and really Preakness is really medium. And then you go to, to New York and it's definitely like more sleek and more um, smaller, more fascinators, but smaller hats also, you know, but stylish. And then, and then you think, um, I in recent years have watched the Royal Ascot more and more, right? Overseas, yeah. I'll watch that because that has a whole other, a whole other vibe going on. Yeah, and yes, and the, the one thing I've noticed is that, uh, okay, so over the years, more and more uh, Americans were going to Ascot and you, uh, we were getting more and more um, challenges to design, and, you know, for the, the uh, royal enclosure. And, and it was really exciting to see, we were even doing, we do, okay, back to the theater thing. So I made, I made, um uh chop hats like real like uh well sw um like swirled velvet top hats like um like what do i say like original structure before like not they're the real thing like they make them in england they're very expensive but we started making those too because i had made uh, for all the tours of of um of Phantom of the Opera, starting with the first one. When I worked for Rodney Gordon, we did we did all the tours, all the top hats for all the tours and the Broadway show. So I was well versed in you know, a buckram top hat with you know pane velvet, you know, to replace the the um, beaver that used to be the beaver skins used to be the covering of the top hats. Mm -hmm. So it was the real thing. So I started even doing those, and so that was the one thing about the 2000, <laughs> 2020 that really, like really hurt a lot was that it separated uh, uh, us from going to Ascot, you know? And so all the people that were going, not one person, I mean, there were designs in the work, works in early 2020, you know, and everybody said, we're not going. So I put those all on, on the shelf. And I noticed that during, uh, Derby, I did, wasn't hearing about Ascot, and I I hadn't was wor working so much. I hadn't really done any research on what was going on. I, I know they're racing with fans, but why would Americans go? Because they're probably going to have to quarantine, and it could be unsafe, you know. And so they're not they're not going. I know 2021, it'll probably come back, and it'll be very exciting. Because for me as a designer, <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Totally fine. I should have done it. Do not disturb. And, um, so, uh, and I, I think that where was I? It's, um, I think it's it's it for me as an American designer. I love the challenge to to cross the pond and do and try to have my style, but also in the Ascot way, so that you know that I the person stands out in and it's definitely it stands out as an American, because I think that's important, you know, to stand out as an American, but also to have cam hat style. And then also to, um, you know, to also be, feel very comfortable in at the, at Ascot and not to be too American. <laughs> right. like, you know what I mean? To have that mix. And so I love that challenge. I love it. It's so. like designing your own spin on a period piece, right? Like you don't want to mess with it too much, but to make right. uniquely so people know it's yours. Yeah, and that's interesting that you should say that about period pieces because that that is, it, I, I the queen dictates the fashion for sure, and you, which we all know, but the, 
it's very vintage. I mean, yeah. you could go back to the 1940s, which is a perfect time. If you're going to go back in history to women's clothing, mm -hmm. go back to 1940s. I mean, everyone looked fabulous, you know, and, and that's really the millinery is the millinery style of the Royals is really goes back to the 1940s. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's so. super timeless. Right. It's just a look yeah. that I feel like you'll see like bits and pieces at Derby at Preakness every once in a while, a tiny little more vintage style hat. And you're like, it, it looks forever timeless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's nice. So to where see. do you, you're, um, you're, you're finally relaxing. I hope up in New York. <laughs> well, actually. Okay. So yeah. So, yeah. I grew up in Pennsylvania and that's why I think I get along with Kentucky people so well. It's like very similar in culture and yeah. And just like laid back and very country. Um, the countryside is very similar, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, so I grew up in outside of Philadelphia on the farm. And then my parents also had forest land in upstate Pennsylvania along the border of New York. So that's where I am now. So I'm actually, I partnered with, I partnered with a, uh, several hotels around the country, but one of them is the, the historic one of the historic hotels of America, it's uh, the Penwells Hotel. Mm -hmm. So I, when I'm at my cabin, I, can, I can't guarantee whether or not I'm gonna get Wi-Fi. <laughs> so, so they let me come into one of, the, into one of their rooms um, and use their Wi-Fi for this meeting. And then I have another meeting tomorrow that I, I'll use, but, um, but it's, it's rural, rural Pennsylvania and it's uh, really where my heart is. I, yeah lived in New York for 30 years and I built my business there and I, and I've made good friends and, you know, and even the whole state, you know, it's like only 10 miles up now here till Elmira, but, but even Saratoga, like I love the state of New York, but my heart's in Pennsylvania. And so what I do is I, you know, we have built our cat, my husband and I built a cabin on my dad's property. And then I get up here. I, I work a little bit cause it's just so peaceful and so beautiful to design in opposed to like 34th Street's also good to design in because it's fast and it makes you think really fast and you're constantly seeing like the the latest everything right in New York but but then I can come and see the nature which is also an influence for me and um but then I get on my bike and I just ride for hours <laughs> you know just ride and ride and just I love it just love it just to get some, and what a year, you know, it's, it's like, I feel like we've had the time off and then boom, getting back into tourism is up. People are going to these events. Yeah. What do you start planning for time-wise like next that you need to like, you know, okay, I've got to start this in order to be ready by, I'm sure Breeders' Cup is already timeline done, right? You have to. Uh, well, yeah, no, actually that's um, okay. So normally it would be, so there were, I have a meeting on Friday with the with my Breeders' Cup contact. And so we will start with the win in your ends. And, um, and Belmont's one of them. And then, you know, Stephen Foster at Churchill Downs. And then we'll start with the win in your end and, and our plan of how um, I usually do either I gift the winner, the winning team with something. Um, last year it was a bow tie and a little fascinator, like a, oh, yeah. a little, one of our flowers, a flower as a pin or a hair, you know, or you could use it as a boutonniere. So it was one of our flowers and then a bow tie. Um, the year before it was a fascinator and a, and a fedora. Mm -hmm. And um, 
we we decided not to do the fedora because well the fascinator fit all the women and they wore them and they love them the problem with the men's hats is that you know they're very specific sizes so um so it is not so one size fits all yeah yeah the bow tie is much easier as a slide but um but so right now my staff and i um we're gearing up because we're going to set up a belmont they're doing stock um for Belmont, we're doing some special orders. Next week will be a lot of special orders. Um, we work with the Garden City Hotel as well as Belmont, I mean, Naira. And then um, we will, well, Belmont in general, but anyway, so, <laughs> um, and then uh, I'll come back on Tuesday and like hit the ground running and getting all that together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in, but in the meantime, like I'm looking at Del Mar, there's a couple of hat luncheons um, around the country, fundraising hat luncheons. Uh, uh, there's Saratoga opening day and that Paul, I mean, every we're up there almost every weekend for something for um, Saratoga. And that's not really all that far. I mean, that's right. not that so close to that. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Uh, yeah. And then we'll start. We'll in between with the win and your ends, we'll start working on 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 Breeders' Cup fall, our fall collection, which is, you know, again, it's one of my passions, yeah. you, know, the, you know, love the, the, um, casual hats. Cause it's mostly casual and then Keeneland opening day and for the fall meet we'll be there, you know, and it, it'll be so nice because, you know, even I wasn't able to go to the spring, the spring meet at Keeneland because they wanted me to quarantine. And I just thought, we're, we're moving too fast now for me to quarantine for three days. Right. You can't uh, have that time. <laughs> I didn't have that time. And, and, you know, it's, but it's, it's so funny to gear up. And I think, you know, you've probably been working the entire time because you have to report the news and, but for, it's weird to, after a year, how, how quickly we learn to a different way of living. Right. Yeah. And so in a year of this, you know, it, it's, it's interesting to, to now say, first of all, to remember that things, things that when you go back to an event, it's, it is two years ago it, that we did it, not last year. So I, it's like almost like nine, uh, wow. 2019 yeah. is imprinted on top of 2020, you know, which is crazy. And then you think, oh, no, that was two years ago. I didn't, I haven't seen these people for two years, you know, and, but it's also saying like, Oh, the pace is getting a little faster, you know, like I, you know, I may not be able to spend as much time up in this, up in the forest as I wanted to, or working. Because the one thing the pandemic taught me how I could work other places, like everyone else, like yeah. you're, you're at home, right? Yeah, I'm at home and I'm doing that transition like you back into a studio. And, yeah. and I forgot that transitions are tough, <laughs> you know, they're yeah. just like emotionally uh, you come home and you have to like process what all just happened because you're just not used to being, you get used to one thing and then being pushed back to something else. It takes, it takes like a, a week. I feel like a week or two to creatively almost like adjust, like it throws everything off for me yeah. creatively off. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree. It's like, it, it's like another element that like, yeah, it's like, um, mm-hmm. it's almost like you have ADD brain. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll start one thing and I'm like, what was I doing? What, what was I doing? I can't, 
can't even, I'm paid to put a sentence together and I can't even put a sentence together. <laughs> sometimes. Um, yeah, no, that's true. And then you'll just keep, I mean, obviously the casual hats will continue to be kind of your mainstay. Some are things out there that are really great. I love those. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Casual style. And they're at Rhodes now. We're oh, starting. That's to- what I was going to ask you is that for uh, a lot of people listening, where would they go like here in Kentucky or Lexington or kind of with regionally here? Really? Um, I would say the, it would be Rhodes. Rhodes would be the place to go for that. Cause um, my stores in Lexington, like uh, Keeneland does not put the hats out in uh, in between. I wish he would, right. but he doesn't, he won't, the manager doesn't do that. And I understand it's a square footage thing for issue for him. Um, and then uh, we sell to Omar and Elsie and to Miss Chris. And, but they're also very specifically racing or event driven. Right. So, but Rhodes is, is everything. It's fashion. Any like they pivot with the fashion. What, what is the need? You know, yeah. they pivot. So that's the best place to go for my casual hats or for any of my hats is really yeah. rough. But um, to answer your original question about um, the casual. Oh, no, I forgot what it was. <laughs> It's the COVID transition. I swear. Yeah. I can't remember though. It's about, you had asked a question. I don't think I actually answered it about. um, Well, the casual. What was it? You go ahead. I'll lose my train of thought. Hurry up. Go. (laughs) It's people uh, dressing in general and why the hat's more popular. I don't know if I totally finished that thought. No, because I, I feel like. I am seeing more people as they go back and tra- they, they want to, right? Lipstick is really hot right now. Lip gloss, cosmetics. I feel like everybody's elevating everything. You know what I mean? Like they're putting hats on more. Yeah. And so somebody had predicted, not somebody, uh, uh, several people had predicted um, to me that it was going to be like w- the end of World War II. And and the, lip, the red lipstick was going to come out. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be true. Like we... People are coming in and and they're purchasing hats um, just to wear them, just to feel good, and just yeah. and and it, like you said, like you never thought about casual hats, and now I think that's in, across the board. Like people are just thinking about hats, you know, they're just thinking about them, and you know, berets, which is my my personal favorite for berets and then feminine fedoras, you know, in the summer because I'm gonna have to take this off soon. <laughs> I actually did, I do have, have two fedoras, um, Panama medium brim fedoras, and I, I was going to wear one for you, and I left it at the oh. cabin. I was like, darn. Oh. <laughs> but it, it's, um, you know, it's, uh, I like the that little, like, edgier casual, you know, and yes. but I also have really, this straw cloth, it's just so soft, and and it's sun protective, but it's so soft, and it's almost like you don't even have a hat on your head. And it's feminine, it's beautiful in different styles. And, but so it's, it's not, I can't say that there's a trend on what style's the best style mm-hmm. in, in really in any derby collection or in my casual collection. It's so, it's so personal. I think more than ever, it's like people walk in and they just fall in love with this piece and they walk out with it and they're, and they're happy. And they're, the stores are telling me there doesn't seem to be any trend 
huh. really to what people are choosing, but they're just choosing to wear a hat. So I'm thankful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really thankful. And like you said earlier, they have that memory always attached to it, right? Whether it's yeah. a special occasion or it just elevates a casual going out. It, it just, it, I don't know. It makes us remember and, and be present, I think. Yeah. And I think the one thing too, it, it uh, masks brought out the eyes mm -hmm. and hats do the same thing, yes. Yeah, but it's a better, it's actually a better proportion going down, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, I think it's yeah. the same thing. It's like, it, it brings people, it made people put focus in on your, and your eyes and you had to yeah. do, kind of decipher what was going on with someone through their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Christine, what's another way that people can connect with you or order something specific? What are the best ways? Uh, well, uh, you can always look at our website, which is camhats.com. That's C-A-M-H-A-T-S.com. Or you can look on Instagram. Uh, it's camhatsnyc. And of course, we have Facebook, Christine Amor Millinery. Um, we, I will say that we do a lot more with Instagram. I love Instagram. Yeah. So it's Cam Hats NYC for Instagram. And then we, you could check out our website and you'll see all the stores that we sell to. Oh, um, and I, I have to say my, the store, all, but, uh, all of my stores survived all this except for one mm. that was probably going to close anyway um, before this. And, but uh, they, it's like they're solid retailers that just love their customers and mm -hmm. i think it was like i was telling you about angels that helped me survive the pandemic it was the same with them and and i'm just so proud to be partnered with all the stores i partner with a big thank you to christine for being a guest on the podcast and if you would like to find out more about her uh, where her hats are available throughout the country or to contact her for a custom design all you have to do is head on over to my notes page where i can link you up have a great week, everybody. Cheers. Mm -hmm.